Hello everyone, my name is Alejandro Ortiz, I'm your host of Random Gamers Corner. Hey everybody, just hoping you're all having a wonderful week so far. I am feeling a lot more better from how I was uh, ter- feeling terribly from the weekend, like very bad sore throat. I was had like an episode out, possibly a collab, but I eh, lost out an opportunity because of little old me getting sick, but hey. Health comes first, you know. Um, something else that I also want to uh, point out, or yeah, just pretty much point out. Uh, you may notice that I'm just pretty much like talking about myself once again, and yeah, uh, I haven't been getting any. Um, I haven't got any responses from when I was like trying to do like the another collab for this um, whole. Favorite anime watched so far this year, part two, kind of uh, kind of thing. So that's out. Of the, so that's like not gonna be popping up this episode, unfortunately. And for Nathan, unfortunately, uh, something very bad happened to his dog. The dog is okay, thankfully, right now. So uh, from the story he gave, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he will want to be like, you know, just be there for his dog and definitely not be the. My- my right mindset to like um talk but i'm sure he missed talking to y'all and for mason i just never hear back from him like um yeah i just don't hear back from him like wanting to uh uh join in on this episode after i kind of like put out a couple requests but oh well it is what it is i'm pretty sure like um he's busy so i understand that so um want to get into this episode for tonight or today, whichever time you listen to this. Uh, we got Favorite Anime Watch So Far, Part 2. This time I list down a couple more, episodes, uh, couple more anime that I've watched. I just happened to forget with Nick, um, the last, I'm in Part 1. By the way, Nick, I am, that's a big my bad about like the whole listing, a lot, uh, listing down a lot more anime than I should have, at least in one episode. Because, again, it was Part 1 and Part 2. Like I could have like, saved some for later but i don't know maybe that's like a canonization for collabs so like for everyone else don't canonize him i don't know i'm just joking around but yeah great guy hopefully you and will can come back on the show again someday but moving on from that i'm not gonna be a crazy list of animes i'm gonna well anime that i'm gonna talk about but for part two of this episode Man, um, I put out another. I put out a poll um, earlier today, saying like, "Hey, since I have a feeling that this uh, this um, anime episode is not gonna be as long, I thought like, hey, why not just ask you, the audience, on what you guys would like to hear me t- talk about?" Which was one. I mean, one was like the whole Morbius review. Then there's the Sonic Frontiers uh, reaction, and then the last one, at least, was Fighting Games anecdotes. Those two I will do later on, and by by saying by those two, I'm pretty sure you can guess that, unfortunately, Morbius review one. Now, don't think that I spent any money watching that shit. No, no, sir. But I'm not going to explain how I was able to watch it without spending money. That's uh, that's something that you can't, can't, um, can't catch me on, or whatever, Sony, you, you fuckers. But, um... <laughs> Um, 
So yeah, Morbius review will be part two of this episode. If you are gonna try to sk- skip forward to like try and find that section, good luck. Though I'm pr- I, don't, I don't know why you would do that for ex- out of excitement, but whatever. We got anime talk and Morbius talk. So wow, that's gonna be quite a weird episode. Uh, for first off, I guess just to like the usual. I've been doing good. I haven't been playing as much, but I have played Final Fantasy VII once again. I think, um, no, wait, blah, 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 blah. I finally passed this certain part where a certain character, like, meets their certain, uh, their end. And if you don't know uh, which character that is, then wow. I mean, even though I, pre- I put, out a big, put out a big spoiler, but it's a very old game. I don't know why I'm still doing like a whole sp- little spoiler avoidance kind of thing, but whatever. Um, so that uh, I got to that part, it was very damn sad. It was, but it was very well, um, very well done in how they did the whole scene, especially with the score. The 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 um, much the perform- performance of the uh, well, not the performance, but the way they were able to like make the characters show so much emotion with just their body structure or body motion, and I was just thinking, wow, that that was fucking great. Then it got weird when I started. Um, it was like playing SSX, uh, throughout some snowy ass mountains. But hey, uh, that game has already shown that I could do like different things, like hey, a little carnival here, some uh, motorcycle slashing here and there too as well. So that's amazing what this game uh, can do. Like this game has everything. <laughs> Not really, but like still, it, I'm having fun with it. I feel like I'm getting closer to the end now that I am done with part one and getting more into part two. So that's great. Uh, another game that I have been playing. Oh wow, I guess I have been playing some games, but yeah. Another game that I played was Langressor. I got the I got the collection, of course. Though I'm pretty sure they're already bundled together, but. Langressor 1 and 2, but right now I'm playing Langressor 1 just so, you know, play uh, canonically, chronologically. Yeah, chrono- chronologically. And I got to, like, a le- uh, chapter 11, chapter 12. I'm, I'm not sure which one, like, defeated the guy that uh, you kind of, like, want to have revenge against for a certain event at the beginning of the story. So, I did that, and honestly, I'm really enjoying the game. I really can't wait to at least beat Langressor 1 so I can talk about my experience with that story, and once I'm done with that, I will try and see if I could beat Lingresser 2 as well. Honestly, really great game. Really fun. I will dive more into mechanics, uh, mechanic talk of it in a different episode because um, I feel like it just needs like a bit more focus than that. It's, it's a really fun game. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not like Fire Emblem, but it still has its like... Um, it has like a uniqueness to it, and I really, I really like the game. I'm really loving it. It's really fun. Uh, last but not least to mention, um, yeah, unfortunately I couldn't get my girl to uh, record with me, but you know that's okay. I mean, she needs her rest because well, she's right now she, she's working at a freaking night shift, so that shit takes a lot out of you. So I completely understand that. So hold on, folks. One day we'll get to like eventually talking about well, pretty much like how engaged life is going so far but yeah other than that i am ready to start uh to get started on the little little bit of anime talk list so let's go insert music here i'm just kidding 
I'm not saying that as like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put that as notes for later on for future me. No, I was just saying that just for the actual transition thing. But anyways, moving on from my awkwardness. An anime that the first anime I want to mention is Blue Period. And it's it's not an anime where it's like all action-y or like slice of life. It's actually a very nice story-driven kind of um, anime where this guy, you think like he's he's a bit of a delinquent at first, but like um, in just one episode, like you start saying like, okay, there's more to him. Like he's, he, he's smart. He's a smart kid, but he's, um, and he thinks he at first laughs at this thing like, uh, like art. But once he like gets moved by a certain picture, he also wants to like try to take his, um, wants to try it out, see how good he could be and see if he can succeed in that field. And eventually want to go into art school. I can't get more into that, but again, really great, uh, really great with the story focus. The character, he, at times you may disagree with him, like on how he reacts to certain things, but honestly, he, he's still growing up. So, and plus it's Japan. So it's kind of like, oh, I forget some, uh, some people's reactions to certain things are different from others, like from me and such, like over here. So there's that. Um, also very great a very great um art N- not just like just the anime sense but also like the paintings the art and the structure pretty much if you're an art nerd you're gonna you're gonna love this anime i mean at least i hope so for my bold claim but you will really love this anime it's really fun to like look at and just like watch people like you may get like a little similar sense you're like oh i recognize this term and stuff like that and even then like it and you want to try to treat it as life, I mean, slice of life, just remember that this slice of life actually has a story going on with it. It's it's a really good anime. Like, And it's not like you're not going to deal with um, any harem uh, tropes, so you don't worry about stuff like that. Though um, there is a point where you're seeing like, oh, okay, I don't think I want my family or siblings to like, pass by during the scene, but it's there's like nothing sexual. It's just more like it's again, part of art. And it's actually quite amazing how, um, not platonic, but how objective, like even nudity could be seen in this, um, in this anime and where an anime nudity could be treated as, uh, as a thing where it's always going to be sexualized and such. But like for this anime, it's treated like, as like, Oh, it's a work of art. Like look at the shading, look stuff like that. I'm just thinking like, wow, it's actually pretty cool just to see an anime and like not, you know, try to use that trope as other anime would. And uh, moving on from that, I I enjoyed it overall. I really wanted the main uh main the main protagonist to get with this one girl, but it seems like I have to wait for another season. Hopefully, I really hope there's a second season. And yeah, I just really recommend watching it. It's on Netflix, and if there's another way to watch it, then they go for it. But yeah, it's on um. Blue period. It's on Netflix, and it's like an it's an art focused anime, and I really hope you enjoy it. Now, this next anime that I'm gonna mention, it's more of the um romantic comedy side, though it's also pretty weird as well. If you don't like certain terms, like you know, like it again, I I'm not sure how the whole terminology over there works and such, but like how like even like some girls would call like a non-relative guy, uh, Big Brother. So I was just like, huh, that's sort of odd. But 
when it's like really odd. But I mean, that's just me. But this, um, not trying to like you know ramble on too much. This next anime I'm talking about is Moonface. It is a, a vampire focused kind of anime. This photographer guy is uh, searching around with his brother, looking through an old castle. I really trying to find some really good pictures. I'm not sure if there's another girl with them, but they were going through the castle. They got separated, and little did you know, he ends up uh, meeting this one. Uh, he met this girl, um, and she's very mysterious. And then it turns out, like when he got close enough, she bit, uh, bites him and says, "Like, oh, now you're supposed to be my slave," because I guess that's how the vampires, um, vampires and their victims, thing uh, work in that. Uh, at least in this anime story, and but he um, he resists like it doesn't affect him whatsoever, and I guess it makes his blood special, and just to not like <laughs> ruin any further, that's pretty much um how the anime starts off. Really, um, it's really funny to me. Like I I find it really funny. I thought it was gonna be like oh this is gonna be like a normal slice of life like random bullshit going on. But it can also get very serious at times. I just find it intriguing as well. Just, just, um, just like how oh, this is how the some vampires' powers work, and but oh, this is how they get powered up. This is how some are limited, stuff like that. And then we got, um, but still, it's more, it's still more focused on like the romantic comedy side. Like I find it very funny, but then like I'm also thinking like oh, I think they would make a cute couple. But like dear lord, they argue a lot. So. There's that. If you're looking for an anime that's, um, uh, again, romantic comedy, has some vampires uh, stuff going on, and just like, um, just want to admire some of the old, um, old aesthetics of older anime, then hey, check out Moonface. Hopefully, you will like it. Now, for next one, the next anime that I want to talk about is, I'm probably gonna butcher this, but. Buffery, buffery. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. And think like I'm not sure Esekai. I don't think that's the right term for this kind of anime. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But for this anime, a girl, she's not a gamer whatsoever. She asked her friend like, "Hey, like, um, what? Do you have anything I could get into or something like that?" I forgot how the how it really began, but I just know the the uh, general setup, but she decided to check out this game where she could enter a video game world. Don't worry, none of that sword art, sword art online bullshit. She she could like exit when when she wants. And when when she decided to check it out, it's like a VR game where she could like move around. Um, you should get field things. I guess just sense or whatever. But yeah, she could venture around this fantasy world, uh, go grind up her stuff. But like the first thing she did, um, she didn't. She doesn't like getting hurt. So what she decided to do, max out her defense. So as you can imagine, all her other stats are pretty much shit. She could still level up, but like her other stats are still shit because well, her speed is low. She's like slower than the average human being in the real world. Let's just put it that way. So you can uh, there you go. Like just to give you a general idea. She, but her her defense could uh, so high that she can't get at least hurt by uh, mi- not like uh, the many. I guess like the starter starting creatures, starting enemies that you could you know deal with on 
in a normal game. So she can't get affected by them that much. And that's uh, thanks to that, it helps her like be able to grind up without worrying about getting hurt or dying. And later on, she starts collecting um, because of her big uh, crazy defense. She could like um, dive into other quests where she could find new special skills that help her out and make her more broken in a way. And it uh, further on on it starts getting into uh, it starts getting into ridiculous territory of how um, OP she can be when really it's just like she needs help with she needs help with those special skills that's for sure. And later on, her friends uh, she makes more friends to like help her out on her journey. And it's not nothing too crazy. Like, oh, the stakes are high in this damn anime. Like, people will die if they lose uh, in the game. No, it's just, like, something to relax to. It's something to, like, laugh at. Something to, like, ah, oh, you know what? Like, I, I see this happening with me, like, going on my journeys in video games. Stuff like that. It's something nice to relax to. So, uh, nice to laugh at. And it, the action is pretty damn cool. I, I will admit that the action is pretty damn cool. It's very weird, and well, yeah, it's very weird because of well, some certain things like you gotta see it for yourself, like how the bizarreness of her skills can be when they're all lined up in a way. But other other than that, like of a description, it's again you um if you want anime where a lot of a good fun action, uh, lighthearted still, uh, nothing too crazy, but still like a lot of fun. Then I definitely. I recommend um, both three. I don't want to get hurt, so I'm maxing my defense. Long ass title, but still a really good anime. Is I honestly just uh, try to watch it with an open mind because honestly, I I personally don't see anything wrong with it. I just wanted an anime that I could like relax to before sleeping, and I found it. And I ended up wanting to finish it uh, before before another weeks goes by. So. I really enjoyed it that much. Then the last anime I want to mention that is now like a favorite of mine, since I didn't mention it last time when I was talking to Nick, when really I was, um, what's it called? I was pretty much like midway through with midway done with it. So I couldn't like really, you know, talk about it as much because I felt like, okay, I need to finish watching it all the way before giving it a real opinion. And now here it is. Oh, wait. <laughs> Before I jump the gun, this anime that I'm talking about is Record of Ragnarok. And some people may think, really? That one? Like, that's a bit ridiculous, don't you think? I mean, I don't blame you because, like, there are some certain uh, certain decisions that they made in this anime where I'm just thinking they could have just animated a lot more and just, you know, give it a pro, especially when. <sighs> Let's put it this way if you watched the anime before, then you'll know what I'm talking about when I say the slideshow fight. It's not like well, this a bit of a segment of the of this one fight where it's like turned into a slideshow. It was just very weird. But in the grand scheme of things, like um, at first I was like very slow to get into. It's like a slow burn kind of anime. But after watching um the second fight, wait. Yeah, after the second fight, I was uh, actually hooked into it. I was just like, you know, I think I could see real potential of this being really great. And after the third fight, I was thinking, like, holy shit, this this is actually pretty cool. Like, I wa- I actually wanted to see more um, occur. And right when they did the cliffhanger for uh, 
well for for season one i it made me like hope it made me hope that season two will step up with some animations and honestly it, it is what it is it's pretty much like an arena fighter kind of uh, sorry arena tournament fighter kind of um, anime where it's just going like, okay fights go one by one by one stuff like that it's really cool this the stakes are high because this tournament is made um for humanity's survival the gods want to finish off the humans because like i they think we're trash for and that we need to like just no longer exist while valkyrie this uh one type of goddess kind of lady a goddess i mean goddess slash human i'm not sure i forget sometimes but she's like saying like no how about we make this into a tournament where humanity try to fight for their survival and dirt it's like 13 fights and like whoever wins well humanity gets to like live on for a thousand more years or humanity is wiped forever so that's the that's pretty much like the general synopsis of the whole anime and well i just gotta say that I see a lot of potential now that I finished watching it. I really hope to see more um, from their fights. And I, it makes me interested to maybe go check out that manga instead. In the meantime, for like it's waiting. But honestly, I think I'm okay with like, waiting for the Netflix uh, season two, at least for the time being. It's, it's kind of like hard to sell this one when... I already again. I already know like the complaints that could be made about this one uh, about this anime, but yeah, you are getting some. There are gonna be some some fights that are like eh, but then other fights where it's just like okay, yeah, I I can see myself getting into this. So at least you could like at least uh, look forward to that somewhat. Uh, another thing, the music. This seems this seems alright. Like I'm not that big into it. I mean, I'm not that into it that much myself. Characters, um, some some were pretty damn cool, and there were some that were very fun to learn about. And then there were others that were just like, "What's the what's the point of this character? Like, they're fucking annoying. Please stop existing. Like, why can't you just be in the tournament to just die?" So <laughs> there's um, there's that feeling of mine. And another thing, oh, what well, should I see? Yeah, the story is just pretty straightforward. Tournament, fight for humanity, death of humanity. If Fight for Humanity sucks. That's pretty much it. And if that interests interest you, then yeah, watch Record of Ragnarok. If not, then don't watch Record of Ragnarok. Look for something else to watch, I guess. And <laughs> that's pretty much my list. Uh, well, that's pretty much my second pairing of second pair, second part of my list of anime that I really loved so far this year. And yeah. Um, I'm not, I can't really say much more that that's pretty much it. I wish I had, I'm sorry, folks. I wish I had like another guest or one of my co-hosts to be, uh, here for this episode, but I didn't want to like make, um, this episode's arrival be as late as last week's. I mean, this time I just felt like, okay, that's, um, nothing very important happened this. So there was like no reason for this one to like really um be late and but thankfully uh one thing i'm starting to learn and appreciate is that you folks like still come in even though knowing that there are chances where i am gonna be by myself and i appreciate you guys for showing up whenever 
uh, whenever it does, it still seems like I'm I'm just gonna be by myself so, um, soloing this kind of thing. So yeah, um, so that's the end of this whole anime show. I mean, <laughs> anime segment talk. But now we're gonna move on to the Morbius talk. Speaking of anime, though, I will say I am very. I mean, <laughs> I'm very excited that the author of Hunter Hunter is making more. Uh, well, is right uh, drawing out some more uh, sketches for the sh- future chapters. If you didn't know about that now, check it out on Twitter or whichever. Like the news about it, how the Hunter Hunter creator is back. He seems to be well enough to be sketching again. I'm, I'm just excited. And we may have uh, potential new uh, content to watch in the future or read it, at least in the future. I'm definitely going to check out the books, um, at least the new manga, because I think I'm pretty much caught up if they're already done with the manga at this point and the anime. So there's that. And by the end of this episode's um, release day, shit, well, I think we just need like, what, 20 more, less than 20 more days until Fire M3 Hopes is um is out. Dude, I'm so fucking excited. This is going to be such a good month. At least, I don't know, just a good month of waiting for stuff to happen. But, you know, you know whatever. But yeah, other than my rambling once again, let's get started with Morbius the movie review. God damn it. So Sony thought it was a good idea to like keep baiting us the audience, the people, the general population whatsoever with Spider-Man teasings and appearances while also thinking that we would be very excited to see a vampiric parasite with a very bad CGI face play a scientist named Dr. Morbius, Michael Morbius, if you want to be more specific, who turns into a vampire later on because of a freak experiment accident. Now, you may think, holy shit, you just call uh, Jerry Little a parasite? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, once you got like a sex cult going on, and don't tell me that there is not a sex cult. That, I mean, I saw those damn pictures. I mean, I'm not saying I saw sex pictures, but like that whole cult thing, like where he's pretty much like, oh, it's a getaway island for my for my people. Like, I don't know. Like, if you got people like looking at you, praising you like you're Jesus Christ, pretty sure there's sex going on at some point. Lots of abuse of power right there, but oh well, that's just my theory. Not a game theory, though. Moving on from that, Michael Morbius. Who is he? He is a vampire that sometimes goes toe-to-toe with Spider-Man and Blade. Who else? I don't know. I honestly did not do research on this character whatsoever, but he's he's a Marvel character. Um, hasn't really showed up much in other, anything other than the uh, comics, I believe. And the Spider-Man 1990 uh, show, which I watched, and from my general understanding of Michael Morbius, he's pretty much a vampire who... Well, just sucks blood out of people. Is uh wants to turn back into a human being for his love interest Felicia, and uh Spider-Man blames himself for his uh for the creation of Michael Morbius because of a, some kind of accident. But the this Michael Morbius and the 1990s show, 
he wanted to find a cure for his people, which are suffering in Greece, I believe. I believe it's Greece. I forgot what accent he had to like really make a, you know, a good yes, I guess. Damn, I'm bad at speaking. I'm sorry. But yeah, you got scientists looking for a cure to help out people because he don't want his people to die out. Very noble. A very, very cool kind of guy so far. And unfortunately, he just uh, just had to turn into a vampire and now like terrorize people. The freaking irony, you know? Um, now for this movie, Michael Morbius is a guy that, well, I mean, he's obviously a scientist who is trying to find a cure for, um, I'm sorry, folks. I just try to look as much as I could, trout damn articles of like what the hell Morbius has in this movie, at least for like what kind of disease he has. It's some kind of, <coughs> wow, sorry, some rare blood disease. And that's what's pretty much like putting him in, putting him in the state that he's in to like having to rely on canes. That's pretty much it. And along with his friend Milo, who also needs to use canes. So that's pretty much what Morby is dealing with. And that's why that's what motivates him to look for a cure pretty much to like help him out his friend now and also those kids that are probably dealing with the same kind of blood type blood disease that he's dealing with either those kids have something to do with him yeah they do i'm just trying to like think back to us thing like wait were those time jumps because if they were my god i am terrible at paying attention or i just didn't give them a shit uh, didn't give that much of a shit about the movie at least oh well whatever other than that um other than morbius being a scientist who was like inflicted with rare blood disease he also um was able to create artificial blood this becomes important later on because well you know turns into a vampire he's gonna need that shit if he doesn't want to like you know kill people other than that if you were to ask me like okay what is morbius all about like how can you describe his personality like do is this some guy that you could truly root for if I mean, without the without the red uh, blood disease, without the whole trying to search for a cure for that kind of thing, there's not much to him. He's just kind of like he's just there, honestly. Like it's just it's like a piece of wood that you know that you gotta like root for, even though you don't know what the piece of wood would act like for you or would act like for others, like what they stand for. Even when they don't want to like hurt others, like you just kind of just think like, sort of can't believe it with those dead look in your eyes. Oh well, not me. I don't know. I just feel like they didn't really establish his character that much. That's that's probably just a me thing, or maybe that's just my problem because I'm actually taking this uh, movie seriously, <laughs> even though I know it's just a bunch of memes. Um, moving on from that, you. He buys, I am, I'm assuming he bought some illegal bats and that's what he's experimenting on. And that's when he's trying to like with his lady friend, who is also like a scientist as well. They're trying to experiment um, here and there with their bodies and the bats. Not at the same time, thankfully, but now just like trying to experiment like a cure for um, just to find a cure for the damn um, blood disease. And why I say their bodies is because they're just eyeing each other like damn crazy it's just like goddamn their eyeing each other seems like a lot more chemistry than the actors themselves oh well uh 
once Morbius actually transforms, um, you got you got like maybe you got some good ideas here and there with like uh bullet time going on where things slow down, like he's like taking down any uh, taking down his enemies, which they were they were on the ship to experiment and they got like a lot of mercenaries on that ship though. I believe they hired them, but at the same time just thinking like why do you need so damn uh why do you need so many mercenaries? That's that was the confusing part to me. Like I think they just kinda like, all right, let's just jump here now. Like let's just let's just transition here. We're not gonna really explain that much. We just need to experiment on this ship and this ship only. I think just to avoid any laws or yeah, whatever. But yeah, that that's where we are. So Morbius turned. Uh the CG on his face looks pretty shit. Like they could have I don't know. Maybe they could have just did some like old school prosthetics or whatever on his face and maybe worked on worked with that instead of the CGI they did for his face. But I mean, this is why I don't make movies because I don't know how to do that. But uh, I it feels weird to give an opinion, but oh well. I'm I'm here. Let's do it now. But yeah. He the kills were sort of okay. Like they seem they do seem pretty brutal. Like I was saying, like, okay, nice. This some blood here and there, just actual actual killing. Like that's pretty cool. Just like see him like going in a rage mode. The doc his doctor lady um his lady friend gets knocked out, of course. And now the cops are like trying to question her, like, hey, where uh where are y'all what were y'all doing out there? Like what what's going on? Uh let me see, I could try to remember the plot. I just I legit watched it earlier today, and the fact that I can't remember it that well is... I'm not sure if that says a lot about my bad memory problems, or it says a lot about how how boring the plot is without the unintentionally funny moments and intentionally funny moments. Moving on. So, some... Um, while... While his lady friend's being questioned, you got this showing of a nurse getting killed in a hallway. I say... I think it was pretty cool just like to have, like, her being tracked down by the lights that being turned on in the distance from the motion, uh, I mean, motion sensor lights turning on from motion going on that she can't see. And at some point, after she kept like trying to run to like turn on all the lights, you get a jump scare. And I'll have to admit, it's nice that they only had to rely on one jump scare, and that's it. I, I'll admit, since I had the phone close to my damn face, I freaking jumped from the jump scare. So they got. They at least got that one. At least they got that on me. I can't, I can't say like, oh, those fuckers. They they never got me. But oh well. Uh, wow. Then we got Morbius trying to run away. He yells at his friend uh, Milo because uh, Milo uh, realized like, wait a minute, Morbius, my dude, you're freaking walking. Let's uh, give me some of that blood. Give me some of that bat blood. I I need that. Need that shit to live my life. Morbius said like, no, this is a fucking curse. Like. Stay away. He yells at him some mobile times. Milo runs away mad. And then later on, uh, Morbius gets into jail. I I forgot how. I think I just really don't care. But then you got Morbius going to jail. Then Milo showing up to say like, hey, um, I'm your lawyer now. Or at least like you don't you don't belong in here. Like you didn't kill those people. Like it's not your fault. I know who you are. All this and that. But he left him his cane stuff without Morbius realizing. And once Morbius like thinking like, wait a minute. He left without his canes. How is he walking fine? And that's when it's revealed that Milo has the fucking blood. Um, 
took the blood serum that lets him be like Morbius. So it, it turns out, oh, it was him that killed the nurse. Who would have thought? It's a little funny, though, because um, I believe Milo's played by Matt Smith. And that's the, I believe, the 11th Doctor from Doctor Who. I, I'm not that familiar with doc, the doc, um, Doctor Who show. But I just remember him because, like, he has a... I'm not going to say, like, he, he's a ugly person. I'm just saying, like, he has a distinct face. That's all I'm going to say. But later on, Morbius, like, um, takes the... Because, um, oh, I was going to mention this part. Milo dropped off some blood while, like, trying to pretend to be his lawyer. He dropped off blood for Morbius. And, like, once Morbius realizes what happened, he breaks out with, after he took some of the blood. So he won't freak out like crazy. Dan looks for Milo, and they started, like, having a little bit of a spat. And at some point, like, it, it was, like, a bunch of bullet time moments. And Milo showed off his new... Milo showed off how well he's already getting um, control... How well he has control over his abilities with killing a bunch of guards and dodging a bunch of bullets. And that's before, like, um, Morbius, like, gets the hell out of there by, like, riding on the air currents of a train. Which I gotta admit, that was, like, a pretty... That was a bit of a cool scene. Just, I'll give it that. Uh... Oh my god! Moving on from that, I think Morbius like found his lady friend saying like, "Hey, you want some drugs?" No, not really. But he, um, pretty much like saying, explaining the whole situation about Milo, and then saying like, "It's not safe for you." Like, are you sure you can do this kind of thing? Yada yada yada. I can't remember the whole damn conversation. What a mess this damn review is. It's just like, okay, I can remember all this, but like this stuff, like I can't even bother to remember. Like, don't even bother me with this. Okay. My and then there's this um and then my uh, Morbius um found some random gang ha- uh, hideout. He beat the shit. Uh, well, no, he didn't beat the shit out of them. What, what am I thinking? No, it's not. They made a joke about that cliche. Wow, but um, he went up to the leader. I'm guessing the leader grabbed their hand and then was like breaking a lot of uh, a lot of the bones in their hand. And I guess the when they got to the pinky, he calls it the stingy pinky. And I was like, thinking like, so this is what uh, the fucking Morbius fans uh, make a uh, make memes about. Wish I got say uh, gotta get a little funny commentary. It is funny that like looking doing research and quotation marks that a lot of the whole um, the fans of Morbius don't even watch fucking Morbius. So. I watch it and now I know what the hell the stingy picky meme is all about. So like, wow. So now he has the lab from, from this gang hideout. And once he started trying to like do some experiment experimentations on some blood, we get treated to this, a, a very random out of place scene from, of Milo just dancing with his shirt off to a very strange song. When really it's just, it's a foreign song. I forgot what language it was. Zulu, I believe. I'm not sure if I saw, I read that correctly, but yeah, he's just dancing around his shirt off, like I didn't even got like a lot of swagger going on. But the song sounded so strange in the other language, where it sounded like it was say, <laughs> "It sounded like the song was say, uh, singing have sex multiple times while saying I poop my pants." So pretty much imagine it saying, "I poop my pants, my pants have sex." Have sex, and then that's pretty much like imagine imagine hearing that multiple times, even though you know deep in your heart 
that's another language that you shouldn't be laughing about but that's just pretty much how it sounds like and if you've seen the memes again hopefully this um uh clear some things up on why you've been saying a lot of morbius fans saying have sex so we got that oh and after he finished dancing and all that um, start he started doing some random vampire faces i mean faces which again the cgi just doesn't look good like why he does that and then the scene cuts away from that like that's it that that scene served no purpose other than to just be funny and weird and i think that was one of the few times where you could actually laugh at something um, with this, uh, with the movie purposely wanting you to laugh. So, I mean, that's that's at least probably one dub or maybe two dubs for the for the movie makers. I, I don't even know. After that scene, what the hell happened? <laughs> wow, this is bad. We got Morbius uh, trying to look around for Milo. I think he was like trying to set up some kind of trap. I kind of doubt it. I think he's just trying to look for a cure at this point for Milo. Milo ended up looking for their, um, in quotes, father, like their father figure. I think he like freaking like busted a hole in his damn stomach and then like knocked him, uh, knocked him the fuck out. But still told him like, oh yeah, leave a message for Morbius if you can. And then Morbius ended up looking, uh, finding the father figure after a phone call. Uh, Surprising, he even has his phone. Good for him. Um, <laughs> the things you notice. Uh, Morbius got there in time to see him die, of course. But he's like, oh, what what happened? And then, like, who, what the fuck did happen? Like, fucking Milo happened. Like, he, he ain't right. Um, but, yeah, Milo seems to have, like, very bad issues. Uh, some people will, uh, have said that his uh, face heel turn was kind of, like, out of nowhere. And, like, I sort of agree. Like, I think there was this one... Uh, flashback where he was like getting be- being up by the healthier kids, well, pretty much like healthier bullies. That's fucked up, Alex. What saying it that way sounds fucked up, but anyways, got being up by the healthier bullies, and I guess that's his reasoning to like want to kill people. Like, it sounds like such a petty reason. I mean, <laughs> I mean, again, I can't imagine living that kind of life where like you're crippled most of your life and then now got the power to like do many crazy things with it. I mean, with, you know, the ability to move and such. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they could, like, add a couple more minutes into the movie to, you know, give Milo re- more reasons why he turned bad, like, really bad. And speaking of adding minutes to the movie, I think they could have added a lot more minutes to the movie of, like, showing, I don't know, Morbius having a personality in the first place, and at least in the first, I mean, the beginning of the movie, or just, like, having... At least see uh, give us some kind of reason why we could see uh, Morbius and his lady assistant scientist friend uh, together. It, it was just like, oh yeah, like where's the, um Morbius? You're like fucking dying, and like, oh man, I, I just turned feral and shit like this. And she's like, oh that's hot, I'm like well romantic. I'm like that's pretty much it, <laughs> if I can remember that scene correctly. So they have that kind of moment. I'm not joking. That's. Pretty much, uh, I think that's what happened after he had that talk with, um, with their um, his and Milo's father figure fucking dying. Oh, uh, once he oh, uh, then he tells uh the his lady friend. I feel so bad saying that, but like I just really don't care about her name. But Morbius, uh, Morbius lady friend, uh, like he tells her like, hey, it's too dangerous. Get the hell out of here. 
and I believe Milo ends up uh, kidnapping her, and so like scream her name, scream her name. I mean, scream Morbius' name. Wow. I just realized I got the timeline wrong of where what certain things happened, but either way, after yeah, we we still got Milo kidnapping the girl, uh, the lady, and then like uh, Morbius using his sonar ability to like look for them and. Obviously, he was able to go very fast, like supersonic fast. Not really. But once again, like he was too late. Uh, his lady friend's like fucking dying. He kissed her one last time and then like one blood, uh, one one blood drop just fell into her mouth. She sipped as as you would right before you died. And this comes later on, um, important later on too. Did I mention why the artificial blood was important? Oh, yeah. It's just to stop him from killing people by, you know, drinking that. There you go. Very important. Then we got Morbius and Milo going into a fight. Milo uh, fucking dropped his ass big time. Then Morbius suddenly, like, I guess, learned his ability, like, right during the fight. Like, oh, wait a minute. How about I try this? And call the bats to uh, for his aid to, like, pin down Milo. So that way he could give Milo the... Oh yeah, the serum that supposedly is supposed to like help him out, but really it just killed him. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be the attention in the first place. Like just to kill him off. Like I so, said, like, all right, sorry, Milo, you're dead as fuck now. Like really dead. And yeah, Milo's dead. The cops try to like go get to the scene of the battle. But the bats like made like a crazy ass tornado. Morbius flew away in the tornado, and that was pretty much it. And but the last before the movie ended, we got the scene of the lady friend like uh turning vampiric, vampiric, vampiric. Like she woke up from being dead, and now she's not dead because she's a vampire. So there you go. Um, so that seems like a sequel hook right there. Uh, <laughs> what else am I supposed to say for that? If you think like, wow, is this really how the movie is to- uh really is, or is are you just like doing that bad of a job? Maybe it's that bad of a job that I'm doing it, but at the same time, that's pretty much how the movie goes. Like, I don't know if they're running on a very tight budget. Well, no, they were on a very bad budget. Like, well, let me see. While looking it up, I'm going to say this right now. The movie time is like one hour, 40 something minutes. So don't expect uh, a create. Uh, don't I don't expect the movie to be yeah one hour forty eight minutes it's I mean it's not that bad of like being short but it's just a it's a movie it's a movie that you you could like watch just for fun but even then like I I don't think you want to do that for fun like no you don't even I don't think you should even watch this for fun I think the only reason you should watch this is just why would you watch this just don't watch it I. I just just stick with the memes. The memes are much more entertaining than the damn movie itself. Uh, let me see. Morbius budget. What the hell was it? $75 million. That's pretty much it. $75 million is what the movie... Uh, that's very... That's fucking... Um, that's pretty low. And yet it made $163 million worldwide. Now remember... It's not that easy to be impressed about the, uh, about that kind of um, turnout when the budget is just that damn low. So it's not that hard for them to like easily beat it. Like a lot of terrible movies have beat their um per their well their premise their production budget. And 
But let's just say this. They made a return because like, oh, Sony thought like, oh, we could like, you know, ride on the whole, uh, what's it called? We could ride on the wave of Morbius memes. Like we could do this and we could get more money, which was a colossal failure. Like let's say like $8,000, I believe is how much uh, they made from doing a return of the Mor- Morbius movies in theaters. Let me see. I got like a screenshot right here. Yeah. Okay, here we go. It's yeah, eighty-five thousand dollars. So eighty-five fucking thousand dollars is all that they could um pretty much produce out from all those tickets. And just to give you an idea like how low that actually is, that's averaging eighty-two dollars per theaters. So like around ten tickets per theaters. Ten people or whatever, some group, some Groups of fuckers decided to like, hey, you know what? Let's go watch Morbius again in theaters. And that's pretty much it. They were probably going to be the only group in that whole theater. That's it. Just 10, 10 people. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and then there's supposed to be, I believe there's supposed to be uh, an, extra se- uh, an extra scene after the movie ended or whatever. I didn't watch it, but apparently it's supposed to be a uh, uh, Tombs made it, makes an appearance. Uh, the Michael Keaton, the, he played Vulture and uh, fuck the first Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Homecoming, I believe. Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. So, yeah, Michael Keaton, the legend himself, made an appearance in this movie. But it doesn't make sense if you've seen uh, Spider-Man. Uh, what's it called? Oh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, if you were to watch that movie and then, like, work with the whole logic around, like, what happened in the plot and then to see um, the MCU Vulture end up showing in this universe's, um, yeah, in, in Sony's universe, it just makes no sense. And then, like, he wants to recruit Morbius into his Sinister, sinister Six or whatever. And just, like, how? Why would that make sense once again? Like, he thinks, like, you think he has something to do with Spider-Man? Like, oh, you want to kill Spider-Man too, right? Which doesn't make sense because he doesn't even know if he knows who Spider-Man is. So it, it was just a... Uh, I don't know. It's, oh, my God. Why did, why did you people make me review this damn movie? I, I know it's just for the laughs. Like, I can hear you laughing right now, you sick fucks. Oh, well. <laughs> That's on me for putting on the damn poll because i was just saying like there's no way people would select this damn was i wrong i got more swept fucking now uh <laughs> other than other than the whole plot the morbius memes were just pretty fucking funny uh the more at least to me but not like funny to the point where i'm like obnoxiously tell people like oh you should watch this or you should like look at the memes like no like it's just funny like oh i understand this like uh-huh cool or like, oh, this is ridiculous, haha. Ha. That's that's pretty much it. Like that's how much of the Morbius humor gets to me. Um, other than that, I really don't see any reason to like watch a Morbius two. And Sony is pretty damn dumb for thinking um, we would like to have a Morbius two. But I think it's more dumb of the people that made Morbius that popular in the first place because. Look what you all did. You made Sony think we need another Morbius movie. Like, you dumb fucks. Now we're getting a Luchador. 
um, kind of movie in the future, supposedly. And this is a luchador that Spider-Man only faced like uh, twice in the in the entire comics of Spider-Man. It's like very fucking strange. I really don't want to see another Morbius movie. Uh, I really, I still don't get the big deal about Jared Leto. Like, I feel like he was like trying very hard to be serious in this movie, but the guy seems like an asshole outside of movies. Like he treats his um co-actors, co-actors. Co-actors? I don't know. Co-actors, co-workers, whatever. Uh, very badly. Like, the way his method acting when he's really just being an asshole. Or just being very strange. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't see the big appeal to him. Like, I just don't get it. Morbius, I feel like they could, they had potential. But honestly, it, it, it was just a massive fail to me, in my opinion. Actually, I don't even know why I feel like I gotta say, like, oh, in my opinion, like, don't come at me. Objectively, this movie is bad. But if you just want to look look at watch it for the damn memes or just just to see how a bad movie is made, well, then I guess this is the only time that like, you could go watch it. I I really can't say much else. But yeah, uh, Morbius. I would I would pretty much rate that a three out of ten. You you they had. They have potential to do something really good with this kind of movie. But again, it, it really didn't turn out that well. It sucked. And again, I just don't recommend it. Do not watch it. That's just my final opinion. Uh, <coughs> and that's that's all I'm going to say before my voice goes out. Uh, for the ending of this episode, I just want to say, people, thank you very much for watching. I mean, I'm not recording. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for listening to this episode that is just very, very strange. I mean, after the anime stuff, then it got really strange with the whole Morbius talk. But um, thank you for your support. Thank you for um, showing up, you know, each time with the episode, uh, each time an episode is out, whether I'm joined by my friends or whether I'm by myself. Thank you very much. I appreciate it very much. I Love the support you guys um, show with, you know, your pl- your lessons and such. And, uh, yeah, just have a blessed week. Have a blessed month. Um, and be safe. Um, if you guys want to, like, check out Nathan's YouTube channel, like, I'm pretty sure I have it down um, in the description, like, Nate Habibi. And, uh, yeah, there's not much more I can say. I don't. Don't worry about my Twitch. I think I forgot to like take out the description because at this point, I think I gave up on. No, I, I'm I gave up on Twitch because it's just like what's the point? I don't um and if I do it in, during the middle of the day, like where people could like act, I did it for mobile hours, and people could like could I still be available to watch and nobody still showed up even on weekend. I mean, yeah, on the weekend day, I was like I realized that, you know what. This ain't for me. Like, I'm not going to get that kind of support. So, I might as well just drop it. Uh, But, not to be a downer. I just want to say, I love y'all for all the support you give. And, yeah. It's not morbid time. Just, Just relax. Enjoy your life. Thank you, everybody. Peace.